Hi, everybody. This is Doug, the host of the Mortgage Minute on Financial Residency. Today, I want to talk to you briefly about interest rates. Not necessarily what everybody's thinking, which is obviously the direction they're going is not what everybody wants, but more so, I want to talk to you a little bit about where interest rates are determined and what affects them. So, some of the more obvious would be risk factors such as a 30-year note versus a 15-year. Obviously, the lender's risk is lower because they're getting substantially higher repayment on a 15-year term. Other, I think, obvious factors are credit scores. So somebody with an 800 credit score is a low-risk loan compared to somebody, say, with a 650. So better credit scores also end up being cheaper interest rates. Adjustable rate mortgages, I think those are also more along the obvious line where it's a 30-year note, but the bank's not locked in guaranteeing an interest rate for the entire 30 years. So the interest rate teaser rate, I'll call it, is lower because the bank can raise rates as the climate changes. If their cost of funds goes up, so does the future rate. Probably in this group, not as much of a factor, but generally speaking, down payment it's not really a big difference for my loans with physician loans. If you're putting no money down versus 20% down, maybe is only an eighth of a percent difference. That's not necessarily true with the general public. For one, they're going to be required to pay mortgage insurance, which is quite costly. If you could put it in terms of an interest rate, somebody with a 700 credit score doing 95%, that PMI is probably the equivalent of adding three quarters of a percent to their rate. That's how much the PMI payment's costing them. Somebody with a 780 score, maybe three eighths of a percent, but still definitely a risk factor that does not really coming into play when you're talking about doctor loans. But some of the less maybe apparent factors that drive interest rates is cost of funds, which just like a car dealer buys a car for one thing, they're going to sell it for a profit. Banks are doing the same thing with money. So when they borrow money themselves, then whatever it costs them to borrow funds, the margin between what they sell it for is their profit. So the higher their costs, the higher they have to sell their loans for. So depending on where the funds are coming from, if it's coming from deposits, are they borrowing from the government? And are they getting bonds? So a lot of factors drive that too. Not as much as people think, but like the Federal Reserve does as well. That's more short-term interest rates. When people see the Fed raise rates, that's prime interest. That definitely affects adjustable rates, car loan, credit cards for sure. But long-term interest rates, it's more some of the other factors that I just named off. But specifically, the bond market, you know, is you have to start paying borrowers more and you have to do that as inflation justifies it to be able to get somebody's money. It's a matter of do they want to loan it, put it in bonds for the return they're going to get there, or are they going to invest it somewhere else? So there's always factors like that. And obviously inflation is a big part of that because the Fed is stepping in and you see interest rates raise because they're trying to control inflation. So good news is I think we're probably going to overshoot. Time will tell. You guys can check back on me in a year, but I could easily see interest rates a year from now. I think everybody's doom and gloom seeing rates going to six and a half, seven and a half percent at the end of the year and just continue on next year. 
I don't think you're going to see rates anywhere close to where we were a year ago, but I do think it's going to be, you know, it's just like a needle trying to thread the needle here that I think the Fed's going to overshoot a bit. They're probably going to raise rates a little more between now and the end of the year. And it's probably going to put a little bit too much of a damper on the economy that I think that you'll see probably then pull back next year. I mean, again, that's just a personal opinion. So down payments, another factor from a standpoint of the lender, somebody that's got a lot of down payment in it, not so much the PMI factor, but just the risk factor of somebody walking away, which happened a lot back in the housing crisis where people were upside down on their mortgage. They didn't feel like they had a lot to lose with their credit and they weren't going to salvage their credit anyway if they didn't have a job. So people just walked away from their mortgages. Not quite as easy to do if you've got 20 or 30% equity. So that's another factor that you know drives interest rates. I think another obvious one, what you're going to do with the property. So everybody's going to take better care of their own property than they are a rental property or even a second home because you're right there. So if you know, fire happens, you're there to put it out, hopefully, or your personal property, you're going to probably take better care of it than your tenants do. So those are definitely risk factors, again, that help a lender determine what they want to charge for an interest rate. Bottom line is between all of those, there's quite a variance. I mean, between a 15-year fixed rate owner-occupied versus a investment property that's 30 years with minimal down payment. I thought I wanted to put out there that as people are reeling from feeling like they missed the boat, they look back and think prices have gone up over the last couple years and interest rates obviously are up even since January is fun fact, just comparing the U.S. to the rest of the world, because it's definitely not a, hey, rates are 6%, and that's what everybody pays. And I just want to give you an example. I would say the average interest rate in the US is probably around 6%. And that's when I say average, you're taking into account fixed rates, arms, subprime loans, VA loans, doctor loans, you name it, everything. At a 6% rate, historically, that's still very affordable. I mean, I remember back in Late 80s, that uh, interest rates were 18%, even back when I was getting out of high school, and even adjustable rate mortgages were 12 and 13%. But again, just to make you feel a little bit better about today's current rates, I wanted to point out that the variance between countries, for instance, Argentina's current interest rates, 31%. People in Turkey pay, on average, 18%. So Russia, probably 9 to 10%. Brazil was one that actually surprised me, given their economy, just the state of their financial affairs. They're sitting in the 8-plus percent range. Something also I found a little surprising as I started to research it is where we stand compared to some of the European countries. And I'm seeing Germany in the low twos, the UK around 2%. And then Italy, 1.6, Sweden, 1.5, France, Spain, 1.25%, and Finland, sub 1%. So I guess I should have started with those. So make you feel better about our rates telling you Turkey's in 
Russia and some of their rates last. But it's definitely not a one size fits all. It's based on the banks and again, their cost of funds. And there's so many factors that affect that. So just an interesting tidbit about mortgages wanted to share. So hope you'll join me next time. Again, Doug Krause with BMO Harris. You can always reach me at DougKrause.com if you have any questions about a physician loan. Happy to help.